What's up everybody? Welcome to Object Passion. We're so glad that you're here. Let me introduce ourselves. I am Sharif Manganis and I am flanked to my left and right by Joe Wang and Thomas Kim. We're a group of industrial designers in love with objects and we would like to welcome you in to our bi-monthly discussion about all things shiny. So please pull up a chair and join on in. All right, welcome back everybody to Object Passion. And this week we are diving into the post-pandemic consumer. Man, is this going to be the return of the Roaring Twenties? People are getting into like vintage (laughs) stuff now that like is, is coming back that was not cool for a while. Like what's happening? Let's talk about it. Let's figure out where the future is going for the next at least like 10 years <laughs> what i've heard that you guys were already talking about is so i want to continue hearing what you guys been talking well, about actually. give some recap <laughs> no like we were talking about a lot of like our passion about products yeah either it's cars models or even like a watch the last one the last conversation we end up is where sheriff was asking me the gundam animation how many how many uh how many series are there because the reason why he asked is because because we we were talking about how i love vintage gundam more Mm -hmm. than anything else because vintage gundam has more of this retro look and it has more of the uh the mechanical parts into the gundam inner frame so i can when i build a model i can emphasize more of that part instead of having it look like a future futuristic space shuttle Basically. Yeah. And we were talking mm. about how there's there's something that's been lost between how people were designing things kind of in, in the previous eras versus now. Like there was this handmade quality that Joe was talking about, you know, that it you can really sense that a mm-hmm. human worked on these things versus like now you don't have that sense for better or worse, right? But, yeah. like, one of the things I was talking right. about with cars with Joe is, like, the 1969 uh, Camaros. It's a little, like, known feature, but if you look at the front fenders, at the peak of the fender where it transitioned mm-hmm. into the hood, it doesn't go positive surface to positive surface like so many people interpret. It actually goes concave. And it's one of those subtle details mm. that, like, catches light and gives a different presence to the car whereas like you look at Mm -hmm. mass-produced stuff today and it's just big masculine surface butted up against big masculine surface you know yeah if you look at yeah going back to the gundam Mm -hmm. series that jerry was talking asked me about i told him that there's at least 10 series of gundam just nuts animation out there and if you look at the newer generation of the animation of that Gundam or of that mobile suit, that what we call it, you will see what Sheriff was talking about. Where everybody, every every design is seems so seems to be so smooth 
and so well designed, perfectly designed in a way that it doesn't feel natural. And、mm-hmm. for the older vintage,、yeah. for the older generation Gundam, you will see where、uh, the surface and the mechanical parts is not intended. It's just right there with like a hydraulic. Like a hydraulic inner frame and something, but、mm-hmm. the newer generation is more like a electronic. It's like a it's like it's like a Tesla with, it's like a Tesla against all the combustion engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think、uh, the inside of these like you know vintage classic stuff,、uh, in my opinion, I think it's、um, you know the decision making based、mm-hmm. on the limited resource. Yeah. You know, back in the days,、um, rather, you know, nowadays there are a lot of technologies that can like replace whatever the restriction、um, that、yeah. the previous generation had.、Um, so there, I, I feel like you know, a lot of people think that the things are becoming more simple as you know the the modern and you know the newer、uh, product arrives. But there are a lot of unnecessary stuff、Definitely. also gets involved、Definitely. too. You know, I think, yeah. Like, if you think about software, you know, all these、uh, applications that we use,、um, I, I don't know how many of us use、uh, all the applications all. daily. You know, and yeah, yeah, there are a lot of you know unnecessary ones out there,、uh, and also、um, for the material-wise,、um, there are a lot of decorative purpose of.、Um, You know materials that we use compared to back then,、uh, there was like、mm-hmm. a limited、uh, material. So a lot of people think that okay,、um, a lot of the products back then were more complicated, and now things are becoming more simple. But if you actually open the box, you know, if you ever work on、mm-hmm. classic cars or if you ever work on Like mechanical stuff back in the days, way it's way simpler, way yeah. Yeah.、Uh, yeah, way more direct, way、mm-hmm. more logical. Because you know, some of the older cars don't even、oh, have、God. ACs. You know, <laughs> some of the older stuff, you know, don't have this extra stuff, extra luxury stuff that we had to deal with. I think. Um, a lot of people have this misconception of you know a lot of the stuff back then were more complicated. No, but the, it's actually not. Dude, you know, the wiring harness in a modern car is like an endless.、Mm-hmm. I don't even have a good metaphor for it. It's like an endless seaweed forest where you have no idea of how to get out. It's like misery, you know. And then you work on a car with a carburetor.、Right. <clears throat> And you're like, oh my god, there's a couple of wires to this entire vehicle, <laughs> and it's amazing.、Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's I, one I thing. I was going to say, like,、oh, some of that simplification is coming back in in the form of electronic automobiles because、uh, with automobile electronic cars, like. You don't have a transmission in the traditional sense. You may have like a one to two gear transmission at most.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you will not have complicated uh, uh, hydraulics, you know, involved in the car on the same level. They'll be much more compartmentalized, so they don't have、mm-hmm. to run hoses back and forth and all over the place. Like things will be. 
as you described, the old cars, much more direct and simple. I think what most of us are fearing, though, is like the appification of mm, yeah. of this experience. Because like one of the things that that Joe and I were were mentioning earlier was that like everything has an app now and and you were just talking about it yourself thomas like everything has an app the mm-hmm. problem with apps is that they create a distance between you and the object that you're interacting with fundamentally right yeah works great for right. my thermometer <laughs> i'd love to be able to adjust my thermometer from the bedroom you know and and the the heating and ac unit in the house but I don't want that for my car. Right. Mm. I don't. I, I mm-hmm. don't want it for my passions. <laughs> like, it, it's, right, it's silly, right. but uh, I, it's honestly why I think, for example, so many retro things are coming back. Like, people are wearing more traditional watches. People are looking at regular mechanical objects. More and more Zippos are selling like crazy right now which is funny right. like they they always go through these dips whenever people are like oh we want tech and then boom zippo starts shooting back up again like, yep. speaking uh, of yeah retro and vintage goods mm. for my for myself for the listeners out there I, i'm i'm pretty sure you all know that i build models and from the past half year I have been seeing a lot of different reissue models come back from the vintage old time where I can find the old Porsche 911, the old Formula 1 model. And speaking of that, I just built one and it's perfect. It's wonderful. And after that, it's going to be a Ducati model. And it's, all, it's, still, it's also a retro vintage model that related reissue. So we, we are definitely seeing this trend right now. Like a lot of vintage goods and vintage, yeah, quality stuff is coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, also you know a lot of uh, bring you know those kind of stuff brings a lot of like mm-hmm. nostalgic oh, yeah. memories back when we were young. You know, I think every generation has this certain era that they reminisce and they want to bring back. And for us, I think it's in between like yeah. 80s and 90s mostly, you know, but yeah, there are a lot of the, uh, I mean, you know, there, there are some classics that are timeless that we, we never lived in the era, but still look very nice. You know, like, like I, I love uh, cars yeah. from like 40s and 50s, you know, through like 60s as well. I was never born, but whenever I look at their products, it's amazing, you know, and I have... 1978 mm. Yamaha mm. Uh, Cafe Racer. Looks you know, cool. I that that's ten year older than yeah when I was born, and uh, you know it's still you know I feel like I I mm. lived in the era or something. You know, I, it really really uh, connects with me. The machine actually feels Natural. more uh, live mm. than yeah actually modern motorcycles. You know, it's yeah. it's different. You know, like sometimes yeah, it yeah. has, you know, by the temperature it has a you know like bad condition. Obviously, it's not like as reliable as yeah. the modern ones. You know, but you know, I think we find that comfort by um, you know having those type of product. Um, you know, thinking 
that that it's it's like a living it's a relationship you know, that really forms between you and the machine you know right 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 yeah if if things are too perfect you know it's same thing as like humans too you know there was a study mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure sure if you know you know from like psychology but uh if you meet somebody who is uh mm-hmm. more perfect than you or more solid than you you mm-hmm. feel intimidated more than intimacy you know and um that's kind of like how it is in order for you to make good friends uh you act full you know in front of them you know you show your vulnerability you know to connect with other people that's that's mm-hmm. the human thing you know like just telling you um you know i made a mistake or you know i'm not as perfect as mm-hmm. you think i am you know then you immediately become like best friend you know instead of i'm all good i'm the best you know yeah. people start feeling intimidated you know and they they don't want to be around the, those type of people because they feel like mm-hmm. that person is bringing you down exactly you know so it's it's very interesting psych- psychological thing and i think that this really portraits on on uh people when they buy uh classic or vintage stuff because you know they kind of feel like mm-hmm. the human warm through these products you know and uh, recently i've been actually you know um joe and i were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. too but you know furnitures i've been checking out a lot of uh, different furnitures and uh you know, I, I realized, I remember a couple of years back, there were a lot of uh, pastelic tone from like 60s and 70s were like trendy in furniture in industry. And I think nowadays, um, a similar thing, but, um, you know, I was just recently checking out a Smag mm-hmm. uh, refrigerator. I don't know if you guys know, it's, you know, it's kind of inspired by um, sort of like, I think yeah, it was like fifties style, you know, where it's like super juicy kind yeah. of style. Mm. Right, right. Super juicy uh red or like turquoise color, teal color, you know, Big kind fillets. of um with like a clear yeah. coat on. Right, right. And then chrome like details and stuff, you know. Yeah, those are actually been coming back, uh, I think, mm. past couple years. And it's still in the trend, I think, you know. And uh, having one of those in my room with, like, all the other um, sort of monochromatic uh, furniture really gives a good, like, you know, vibe, yeah, like yeah. A one good point, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think looking at these kind of stuff, I, I think people are sort of, like... Uh, craving um, the human mm. um, human touch, you know, like human warmth. You know that that's what I think. The reason why the uh, the vintage and stuff yeah, is coming back. Speaking of vintage and stuff, because like I have been looking at my house lately, and then I'm I I, I told uh, Thomas about this few few days ago. I wanted to change, or even I I told Sheriff also that I wanted to change my setup of my living room because I just purchased a a sunbar, Dobiam sunbar and then and mm. it's it's wonderful but it's there's so many 
there's uh, a few issues evolved with electronics. Again, electronics <laughs> <laughs> and apps. But yeah. but that's off the topic. But the I wanted to change my room, the furniture, because I think I think that the furniture that we use right now is too perfect. It's too scenario based. Mm. So what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, oh, a shelf is a shelf. You just, you just put it for books. You put some something on top, and that's the show. But I'm looking into something that I can reuse and recycle. Mm-hmm. So, so a show cannot can not only be a show, but can be some some something else. Yeah, that's basically what what I what I wanted to get into. And speaking of furniture, right. like Thomas was mentioned that. We're talking about furnitures, yeah. For listeners out there, maybe we can give them some preview about mm-hmm. the up, upcoming plans where we're gonna get into wood related stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, hey, don't give away too wood much. Related. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start like. I don't know. Uh, yeah, doing oh, yeah. like gardening and, and stuff. <laughs> I'll go get my yeah. flannel shirt. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I think it's it's really um, you know it, it's mm-hmm. really about the balance. You know, like um, you know, if you think about it, the humans came from the nature. We. Um, you know, we are more used to, if you think about the human history, uh, working with wood, working mm-hmm. with stones, you know, rather than all this sort of artificial products, uh, artificial materials right now that can make things uh, more uh, more perfect, you know, more close to mm-hmm. idealistic shape. And... I don't even know what it means, actually. You know, I'm idealistic shape because it's it's kind of like what the humans kind of created, right? <laughs> take on all of this, right? Because like it, part Joe mm-hmm. touched on on a part of a philosophy that I've been working on for a lot of my life, but I haven't been able to always execute on. And one of that is uh, existential design, right? And mm. existentialism is a old French philosophy mm. that actually came around during the 1920s, interestingly enough. And at its right. most basic tenets, it basically says that uh, who and what you are is not defined at your birth. That is something that can constantly change right. and be a dynamic thing. Uh, but that doesn't just apply to you. That applies to everything, right? So uh, a chair is a chair until you put a plate and fork and knife on it. Then it becomes a table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like ultimately, right. nothing has one fixed point of existence. And I think that that's a very interesting approach towards full designing objects to think about the potential range and right. you know yeah the potential range of uses that it can be can be applied to it the other side of of this for me is 
I'm very, very, very keen on using new technologies, new manufacturing, 3D printing, 3D printing of metal, etc., etc. But not when it comes at the cost of the human element. You know, there there needs to be some sort of okay if you're going to make something, okay, model it by hand first then 3d model it and then you know produce it in an advanced way you know uh because one of the things like Mm -hmm. i want to do is do a very disruptive tool design where i use generative design to uh recreate the balances and the proportions and even the the manufacturing of this particular tool uh, but at the same time, if it doesn't work right. in the human hand, all mm. of that goofy tech is meaningless, you know? Yeah. And yep. I feel that that's, mm-hmm. for the listeners out there who are kind of like, oh, these guys are just talking like, oh, they don't like new tech, they don't like new stuff. No, we do. We love it. <laughs> but it, it it's losing the human element yeah. in it, the, the emotion, like... When you see a car that's made in 3D, that's technically cool, but it's not sexy, man. It's not like the flowing gown on like a Spanish dancer capturing <laughs> your eye and your heart, yeah. you know? Yep. It's it's technically cool, but it's not like, oh, I need to grab my chest because my heart just got <laughs> kicked, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's why um, a lot of the, you know, at least like the friends that I know that are um, very um, technological oriented people, you know, who use a lot of um, Mm -hmm. modern devices, they tend to go on a camping trip or travel around, you know, in nature. Um, It's because to, I think, Mm -hmm. balance that, um, you know, technology with, you know, some of the, uh, the, the nature Sort of coming back, and uh, yeah, if, I've never seen anyone who just is around the the technology twenty four seven. You know, there are people. You know, like people like technology. I like technologies too, but then totally. there needs to be some sort of balance that kind of brings mm-hmm. you back to the mm-hmm. earth, basically. Yeah, right? so it, it can be like little yeah, things. Like these guys know, I'm a G Shock fanboy. And I've owned several smartwatches in my lifetime. I, I actually I can say I've owned at least four, dating back to before even Android mm-hmm. Wear and even before Apple mm-hmm. thought about iOS. Sony actually had a smartwatch and it sucked. <laughs> uh, but there's something to me about just having hands on the face that move mechanically you know and and tell time that's what the watch is there to do just tell time i don't want every notification of every text message bouncing around between buzzing my phone buzzing my wrist buzzing my ipad like come on like i need some distance from that other simple ways like i do it i i get little like everyday carry objects like this guy I have this tiny little flashlight mm. that I've shown the guys before that is super powerful, 
but it's like a keychain size. But I just got it mm. in brass because like brass patinas nice. and it shows our relationship over time. And yeah. I handle the thing constantly yeah. because it's just it's a beautiful, nice material. The weight feels mm-hmm. nice in my hand and like that's the kind of yeah, okay, it's technical. It's got electronics in it. But the brass, baby, the brass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely feel you. I think Sheriff, uh, you know, you also developing like these uh, small mm-hmm. uh, army knives. You know, I can definitely understand that you like the feeling of that, mm-hmm. that metal edges, you know, sort of. Yeah, like the physical um, the sensation. I don't know how to explain it. it yeah. You know, it's because it's very emotional. Yeah, the sensation of yeah, just like how Joe, you like that that uh, you know, whenever you put in that plastic parts on uh, the model, yeah. you know, like yeah, when it fits perfectly, it's a satisfaction. You know, that, the satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. everything yeah. else. <laughs> Yeah, I think I can like relate to it when oh, when I'm working on my motorcycle or something motorcycle, and I fix right? something because and then when I just yeah, I, I remember we, we, me and Thomas were talking about same uh, same topic, vintage motorcycle. You have I, uh, Thomas is Thomas. You have this uh, Ducati old school Ducati motorcycle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then GT that's the vintage thousand. classic yeah. that you won't touch, but you would. Love to have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, technically, um, that is classic look of modern era because it's 2009, mm-hmm. actually. The car is actually built pretty mm-hmm. late, but the model never changed. You know what I mean? So, But my real classic mm-hmm. is the Yamaha yeah. that I mentioned earlier. Um, it's 1978. And that thing caused so much, <laughs> so much, prob- so many problems. You know, it it breaks yep. down like here and there, and I had like yeah six or seven times I had to tow. Um, but you know, for some reason, you know, a lot of people say like, why do you keep that like junk? You know, like why do you still like ride around like you know to just get something reliable? Yeah. Especially motorcycle is dangerous. Like you should get you know. But for me, you know, it's more than a motorcycle more than a machine it, it's it's yeah. almost mm. like a part of my body yeah. you know you know you, just because your hand is not functioning correctly right. you're not going to exactly. cut off your hand right <laughs> yeah it's like the same thing you know it's part of your body and when it you know has like rough time you know starting up or something it just you know yeah. i i, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. the feeling too you know i feel like i'm having trouble starting a day you know sort of thing you know and you just gotta tlc you know like Mm -hmm. yeah touch love and care i have seen the motorcycle that thomas was talking about it's i i can tell that he put a lot of time on it and then it's beautiful it's one of my favorite motorcycle that thomas owned (laughs) yeah Yeah. and yeah Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. That, dude, that you touched on something with that that I, I think is so poetic and really lost in the concept of like modern design, right? You talked about cars and objects mm. being too perfect and that being a problem, right? The cars that you always love to remember 
the vehicles, motorcycles, mechanics are the ones that always were the ones that gave you heartache and, you know, stressed you out. And, right, right. And it's something, it's not like a bad relationship, right? Because that's a different story. It, it's more of that, it's almost like I understand when uh, cowboys used to have such a deep, strong feeling for their horses. That animal went to hell and back with them through the best times, through the worst times, you know? And we form, those of us exactly. who are in the this field, we form bonds like that with our objects, you know? My, mm-hmm. my 2002 WRX mm-hmm. was the same story. Like, that mm. thing was on a flatbed trailer at least a half a dozen times minimum, you know, for different issues. I worked on every yeah. corner of that damn car. I know Subaru's now in and out because of that car. <laughs> but you still love it. It's right, yeah. right. It's a part of your blood. <laughs> literally, literally, it, it gets under your skin, and like, yeah. it's almost like having a best friend in an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very similar. Yeah, and I think the. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the best news right now is the, uh, um, you know, since early 2000 uh, cars and stuff is now becoming a classic because it's more than a 20, like, a, yeah. or around 20 years now. You know, so all the stuff that we used to love now are becoming classic. And matter of fact, I think a couple weeks ago, I looked at the article. Uh, there was an article saying mm. uh, whoever owns S2000. Don't sell it because um, the price is going skyrocketing. That is like one of Honda's two swan song cars in the U.S. You know, yep. So uh, that doesn't surprise me one bit, especially if you had like a first gen that survived. Like for the listeners that don't know, the rear suspension on the first gen S two thousand was evil, evil. Like, I knew semi-professional racers who were sponsored by BMW who owned S2000s as their weekend track day cars, and even they had trouble getting them around the, like, certain corners because they would just say it would just snap on them Mm -hmm. like an evil, evil mistress, you know? Yeah. So if in first gen survived... Yeah. And is still in good condition. Oh man, that's I guarantee you that's like a fifty, sixty grand car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah put it, put right? it in a museum or something. <laughs> you know, in that Honda it's, white yeah. pearlescent yeah. paint. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> heart. Boy. Yeah, it's so funny that you guys saying that because a lot of yeah. things that we love right now. At this moment, it's gonna be vintage in twenty years. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, it's so crazy. For Chevy's yeah. BRZ, your Ducati, my Alpha, it's gonna mm-hmm. be vintage, and it's gonna it's that. Yeah. And the things that we own is the things that we wouldn't get get rid of because we know that it's gonna be vintage. We know that it's gonna be. Yeah. It's really gonna be hard, really hard to find later on down the road. Yeah, which is and those things, yeah, and those things are like, those things are yeah. 
emotional connected to your body, your blood, like、mm-hmm. my Alpha, my Julia. I never owned an Alpha before, but yeah, I know there is a car, there is a brand that called Alpha Romeo, and whenever I saw one of them on the road, I was like, I I'm, I need to own this brand, yeah, in my life, I, at、yeah. least once. <laughs> I think serious, yeah. No, definitely. You know,、uh, you bringing up that, you know, that twenty years. I actually want to talk about the uh, uh, the company's perspective,、mm-hmm. how they、mm-hmm. approach this phenomenon. Recently,、uh, you guys probably seen、mm-hmm. uh, Ford Bronco.、Yeah. You know, think about how vintage <laughs> and you know historical、yeah. it is, right? <laughs> But then they they brought it back. You know, they brought it back, and a lot of the people want that back. You know,、um, they brought it back. I think really well. You know, they reinterpreted retro、uh, design into、yeah. you know a new era really well. They incorporated、uh, technology just enough, not too much, but just enough so that it doesn't touch upon it. It doesn't uh, cl- uh, conflict with、yeah. the vintage taste, and at the same time, they just made.、Uh, The the vehicle better,、uh, whatever they were purpose of, you know, before than now. So or or now. So um, um, you know, I you know, I think the Ford Bronco is something that that can totally like, you know, exam good be be a good example of like how vintage stuff is coming back to to、way. like reinterpretation. Same as um, yeah. And、uh, recently, also checked out the uh,、um, Hyundai uh, Pony concept. I think it was、mm. internal project, but I really wish that that just becomes,、uh, you know, actual production vehicle because it's electric vehicle,、mm-hmm. but it looks like a vintage. Before we, yeah, before we go too far away from the Bronco, though,、yeah. you know who has not. Shut up、yeah. about the Bronco. Even from before it actually was even going to come to market, really, you guys will never guess. My dad.、Ah, I saw you. Both of you were waiting for me to、oh. say Joe. <laughs> oh, oh, I, you got I thought you were going to say Thomas. You know, <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah you talked about." And then I was、Bronco. like, "Oh, you're talking about Thomas because Thomas is the、me. one who wants me to get a Bronco <laughs> from the beginning." But you're the one who mentioned it first, though.、Uh, I was staring at、funny. both of your faces in、yeah. the little Discord boxes, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna throw them off." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so、uh, he, is he okay, planning so, to get it? Little backstory of my dad. My dad's always kind of been an SUV guy without really like committing to it, right? So he's always had like he、mm-hmm. he had a new Volkswagen Beetle of all cars for a period of time that he loved. It was the turbo one,、um, but secretly、mm. this guy has always been an SUV guy, right? First of all, my dad's short. He's five foot two, you know. Granted, he has the presence、mm. of a big dude, but he's still sh- like physically short. So having that high driving position is、mm-hmm. nice for him, you know. And when I was a kid, he right, had right. A, a Ford Explorer, and then years later, I got him into a Subaru Forester, and he loved both of those、mm. things, you know. 
So when he saw the concept of the mm. Ford Bronco coming back, a two-door SUV, so it doesn't have to be as ginormous as, like, a Tahoe or an Expedition, you know? Like, and it's yeah. sporty, it's cool, it's good-looking, you know, all of this stuff. He was like, Sharif, when can I order the Bronco? Can I order the Bronco yet? <laughs> Have they taken started, you know, opening up orders? Da 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 da. Now that they're available, I'm like, yo, Dad, when are you gonna put the order in for the Bronco? He's like, oh, a little bit. Hey, Dad, when are you gonna put the order in? And now he's putting me off, you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh that's like same thing every time Joe, when you know, we like met. Joe, every, I started mentioning every single time like, when we met. It's like, hey, Joe, you're gonna get your Bronco, right? I'm like. <laughs> Do you like? I always call uh, so so. Uh, I always call Thomas is a disease in cars, and then Thomas is always call me as a foot disease. <laughs> yeah, because he takes me to all these food places that are good, but like super fat, you know, super high calorie, you know, and I always end up having stomach ache or something. Something goes off whenever I have. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. That's all friends do, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but like for me, yeah, I always wait for Joe to get a Bronco mm. because I have my Tacoma and I've been working on my Tacoma and you know my my deal is, you know, going to camping or like yeah. some sort of trip no, with you guys, like, you know, and uh I always, I actually yeah. consider a Bronco for my maintenance car because I wanted I wanted a SUV. Yeah. And yeah, I I'm still an Alpha mm-hmm. fan, but those cars are there for fun, for weekend, yeah. for this driving yeah. dynamic. And of course, Bronco and all this off-roader is still fun, but it's usable. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could exactly. be daily Convenient, too. yeah. Yeah, it's more spacious. And, and I can still yeah. see Bronco as a weekend warriors, like hey, heading on trails and just having fun with a few friends. I can't. Yeah, you I cannot can't. take I will not Julia even drive, to, uh, you know, that far gravel. for Julia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, so I told you, exactly. I, I took my BRZ into so, yeah. the desert. <laughs> 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 so you can, technically... <laughs> I mean, BRZ, I think... I, I think it could work for BRZ because yeah. it's still Subaru, you know. No, it's, it's Subaru still Subaru. It's only rear-wheel you know, drive oh. and it's low, yeah. dude. The BRZ... Do <laughs> I oh, yeah. took easily, easily forty-five minutes on a road that should have taken me like five, ten minutes mm-hmm. because it was so pitted from the off-road uh-huh. vehicles. Man, that's right. that's why I'm with you guys. Like, I hope Joe ends up getting a Bronco. I'm looking now for like. I'm oh, looking. Yeah, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No sheriff is in this party. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I just, I just infected. Hey man, you too, can infect you know? me all you like because it's not coming out of my pocketbook. <laughs> right, right. And we yeah. all want to check out the Bronco, you know. So hey, listen, Joe. Hey, Sharif, when we, when are you yeah, gonna get yeah. your Subaru WRX? Hey man, if, if I can find one, <laughs> you can find a Bronco right now. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I, I'll, no, but I'll make a deal with you, Joe. When go. you get your your Bronco, you can drive up to me 
I'll let you stay in my place, you know, so my dad can see the Bronco, and then I'll go with you to Yosemite. <laughs> oh my gosh, this, this, is, this is just a... That sounds good. It's, it's worse than uh, and I COVID, think your dad's gonna COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think I think your dad's gonna get it like as soon as yeah, he that's out, my thinking. Uh, Joe's Bronco. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I heard yeah. like we, me and Thomas, we actually went to Ford dealer uh-huh. the other day, and then they say that it's gonna be hard to find a Bronco in stock, mm. even during summer, even during winter, because people wanted that so bad. I tell you oh, what, yeah. though. Look, especially the, before I'll, summer. I'll, I'll send you my the local zip code up here. Check the local <laughs> dealerships. No joke, uh, because when I was looking to get my BRZ, they mm-hmm. didn't have any in stock in LA, and I actually uh, found it up here. I went back I to Burbank when I was living in LA mm-hmm. because I had a mm-hmm. relationship with the dealership. Yeah, yeah. And I said, hey, guys, they have one up in Modesto. You bring it down here, and I'll buy it mm. through you guys. So, mm. yeah, you can, you can play little oh. games like that with the dealerships. Mm-hmm. Another quick tip that I did, okay. uh, and I do with all of my car purchases, if you're going to go new, right? Even with leases and all of this stuff, Email every single dealership that's like within a reasonable driving distance and say, hey guys, I want this vehicle. I want to pay this much. And of course it has to be a reasonable Mm -hmm. number, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are all the dealerships who are Mm -hmm. on the email list. Whoever gives me the best deal gets my business. You Mm -hmm. all are now in competition. I did that mm. now for the last three cars that I've got, and I've always gotten amazing deals, like lifetime mm. free warranty, service nice. appointments, discounted prices, extra features, all of that. Mm-hmm. You're basically yeah, negotiating should, uh, online. I, I just have an idea. We should just yeah. buy Bronco, me and your dad, uh-huh. all together at once, and oh. then let them say, and then because we're buying two. Yeah. So yeah. the price is gonna be. Yeah. They love that. Oh yeah. They love yeah. that. Better deal. Yeah. Better deal. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, you so go. That's the commitment. It, right? I know. It's it's recorded <laughs> now. Yeah. Bronco. <laughs> yeah. All the <laughs> listeners, tell them how you heard. <laughs> Here, next topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, going yeah, going back to uh, our original yeah. topic of vintage product. Yeah, I I wanna uh, mention yeah. uh, Hyundai Pony. That's uh, actually the first Hyundai car um, that was ever built. Uh, I think through yeah, Hyundai factory. I think um, yeah, people consider that as first Korean car actually out there, designed by uh, Jujiaro. I think when he was in. Uh, was it uh, probably Bertone, Bertone from the style of it? It I looks like his Bertone era stuff. Yeah. Right, right. But um, yeah, I, I think um, a lot of these stuff is coming back. Like earlier, I mentioned the uh, uh, refrigerator, smack refrigerator, yeah. like similar thing with Igloo. And uh, there are a lot of like small brands that are like really participating on this mm-hmm. bringing back vintage stuff. And like, my insight, I think 
a lot of stainless steel aluminum type of materials coming back because that kind of represent the uh, yeah. late 70s and like early 80s era too you know when um, they start applying these a lot to uh, um, appliances and mm-hmm. uh, electric electronics so you know I think you know I hate to mention that I think Tesla kind of uh, the cyber yeah. truck you know having that <laughs> material <laughs> yeah sort of like for seed i think um you know there was a lot of uh stainless steel sort of mm. material uh, products before too but it was kind of like considered as outdated and then all of a sudden mm. recently i start seeing that more i've been working back, a lot know, with so. metals recently and it's been very interesting to see mm-hmm. how much of a consumer level demand there is for metal like manufactured products and less so for plastic it's Mm -hmm. people are seem to be willing to pay uh, a little bit more for that even joe and i were talking about um, retro gaming consoles which have been kind of a thing recently where Mm. uh, for the people who are listening there are these things called emulators. It's like a software that convinces another piece of software that it's a PlayStation or a Nintendo or a Genesis, you know? And mm-hmm. basically, these people in China have put together small electronic packages where it runs the emulators mm-hmm. and you can load old school games. So you can play the original Super Nin- nice. uh, or um, Super Mario Brothers 1 through 3. You can play Genesis, Dreamcast, all on one little tiny handheld. Mm. And what's really interesting is even those guys are releasing all metal versions because the consumers are like, yeah, mm. okay, plastic is nice if I want a cheap one, but if I really want to keep this thing and keep gaming with it, I want something better, higher quality, and they're picking metal. And it's like a $50 yeah. added expense, but even mm. these little, like, tiny things, people want the metal, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's a different yeah, tactile experience, you know? When you start and using I think, yeah, mat- different materials, yeah. you know? And something that is in your right. hand... If whenever you pick up like a packaging from a store or a, a product, you, if you can feel the he- the weight of that mm-hmm. product in your hand, you immediately think that oh, this thing is quality built. This thing has has quality. Mm-hmm. This thing has good finish. Yeah. But if you th- if you feel it in yeah. a way that is very light, and you think that oh, it's it's plastic. It's it's loose. Yeah, and I think from a design standpoint, the vintage style, the handcraft, it has that. Weight. It needs to be back. Yeah. yeah, and not only on the product yeah. itself, but on the packaging, on the uh, even the extraction manuals. Yeah, everything has to be right. Everything can be very uh, vintage look, but in a modern twist, so that you can the whole package can give. Uh, the viewers or whoever buy the customers feel, yeah. think feel 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 in their heart 
basically. <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned this. Actually, yeah. I just no, I think... had this issue with one mm -hmm. of the, my knives that are going to production. There's a tendency to remove weight mm -hmm. from these pieces of steel that they use for reinforcement. And mm -hmm. I actually had a long discussion mm -hmm. with the manufacturer where I showed that two models, the exact same one, one with the lightning, one with the lightning holes, the other one without, the weight difference was only 10 grams, but the sensation in the hand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was completely different. And the one yeah. that weighs ever so slightly more, mm -hmm. I prefer, even though they're the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just that sensation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of like I way I put it is adult adult version of the slime. You know, mm. you know, the the kids toy. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Those um, yeah. slimy stuff that the kids love to touch. And uh, you know, whoever like uh, raise the kids, uh, you know, since, you know, I'm teaching uh, elementary school um, um, kids for, for designing too. Um, what I've realized is that um, touch is something that, that mm -hmm. you also remember, yeah. you know, like that sense of yeah. touch. Um, yeah. And the reason why we love metal stuff, stuff and, uh, you know, some plastic stuff, you know, wood stuff is because when we were young, mm -hmm. we, we touched a lot of those. Right. Um, and, you know, I highly recommend whoever are parents who are, you know, raising their, their like little kids uh, to make sure that they get to experience not only in like seeing or hearing yeah, or smelling, yeah. but touching too. you know, that really, really stick, you know, like, you know, stay with with your kid and then it becomes part of part of their sort of enjoyment, you know, that I think that's. That's what happens to us too. Of, of things, yeah. you know? And I, yeah. like, yeah. I can add on to that. Like, whenever I, w when I design my furnitures or even like uh, mm -hmm. home goods, I tend to use wood. The reason why is because wood has this uh, aging mm -hmm. feel to it. You cannot get identical yeah. wood in a world two times. Yeah. So you cannot get the same wood. Right. You cannot get the same feel. You cannot get the same smell of wood. So your product is always unique, no matter how if no matter how it, how it looks. Your your product is always unique than the other people's. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love using wood right. as a starting point to do designs, and also yeah. the aging because you have because on your hand you have sweaty you have oils wood. yeah. And and oil exactly. Yeah. When you touch the products, from time to time, the product will age in. The product will change the change mm -hmm. the smell. The product will change the look. The product will change the colors. Just beautiful. That's for me. That's really yeah. one of the things that has been the the biggest joy in getting involved with the everyday sort of like tool community because there's such a premium put on this mm -hmm. exact concept you know uh, brass is used right. a lot copper is used a lot because they patina and they pick up the oils from your finger and they age to mm -hmm. you uh, micarta is a very mm -hmm. interesting material if i haven't mentioned it before it's basically like 
um, canvas that's layered on top of one another kind of like fiberglass is done and they make it into blocks that you can uh, use for decoration and micarta is amazing it just picks up your oils and it ages and it it just uh, there, there's this symbiosis that forms between mm. you and the object and yeah wood is timeless it it has this warmth yeah. that it yeah. has this living quality yeah. you know definitely that nothing else I remember, has. like i remember yeah. back in school uh my one of my project is the uh sake testing mm. uh set and i did it in a way that the wood and the glass combine yeah irregularly and in the end of the uh mm -hmm. In the end of the product semesters, let's say, right before two uh, two days before the presentation, the teacher asked me, "Do you want to uh, do you want to clear coat this wood?" I'm mm -hmm. like, "No." <laughs> That's the point. Because think about it: if you clear coat it, <laughs> this thing, the thing is set. You can't change color. You can't do anything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. But if you leave it as is, right, right. you leave it as is. And then you use it for a long period of time, the product will change the look, the smell, the feel. Yeah. Even the, even even when you start using it, and then you pour sake in, the product will smell it, and then you start e enhance the taste. Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, you know that's the characteristic of any of vintage uh, product or yeah. vintage mm, yeah. design product too is to yeah. keep the story going, you know? Like, if you think about the modern products, it's basically about sharing, you know? It's not really yeah. about have owning much. You know, a lot of the, uh, I, I think the most, um, you know, stuff that, you know, like people own nowadays are just the electronics, like laptops mm -hmm. or tablets or phones. But, you know, all the other stuff yeah. are shared, you know? and and. You just don't have a sense of yeah, like, mm -hmm. oh, this is mine, you know. But but all the vintage stuff kind of, you know, stay stays with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the beauty yeah. of like vintage stuff, you know. So I I think um, you know, like right uh just before like uh, I forget I want to actually uh share these places that that you guys can experience. Uh, vintage furnitures or uh, motorcycle shops you know there is one uh, in Long Beach if you're local in California because we're from California uh, there is a, a shop called uh, mm. Urban Furniture I believe you know uh, if you go there there are refurnished uh, vintage uh, furnitures that you can check out and also buy and there are a lot of stuff similar mm -hmm. to that in art district mm -hmm. And also, if you can, uh, you know, check out, um, you know, uh, motorcycle shops in yeah. um, either Deus in uh, Venice Beach. You know, I'm pretty sure you guys all know. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Also, BAK um, from, uh, I think, one uh, there's one in Burbank. You know, um, there are several, um, you know, shops uh, that you can check out these vintage stuff. And uh, yeah, why don't you guys <laughs> check out this weekend? <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. There's, it will feel different. And that's the yeah. thing. I think a lot of modern stuff has has lost that. 
even like a lot of electronics like I remember uh, about I want to say a month and a half ago or so I shared with you guys an article where this uh, pilot started using an old yeah. 1990s mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, smart device for the viewers or the listeners may not know this there was a device called the Scion P-S-I-O-N and it was like a smart device before smart devices even <laughs> existed but it had a clicky mm-hmm. keyboard that was its claim to fame it had a little stylus to write on the screen uh, it was an iPad before an iPad mm-hmm. even knew what it could be and this guy is bringing yeah. that stuff back and if you look on eBay right now you can't find one for less than like $500 for this 1990s yes holy crap <laughs> literally like five hundred dollars for this 1990s piece of crap that like only people who were geeks in the 90s like me know about you know (laughs) and even if you look at for example like uh mini disc players they're having a resurgence all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and it's because people like the idea of putting all their music onto an object that they can then hand to another person and say, listen to this, you know? Mm. And a lot of mm-hmm. this sort of concept of, like, owning but choosing to share, having an object that lasts for a long time and you form a relationship with, like, these concepts are... And this um, level of interaction with your object have slowly been eroded from our our current experience and i think that's why these things are coming back like truly even on a personal level i just picked up a set of uh, new balance 993 reissues Mm. that Mm. and why did i get Mm. them because new they fit in with my style they have a, a touch of the sneakerhead like style component to them, which is sweet. And I have wide feet, so I can't fit into most sneakerhead shoes anyways. <laughs> but as I own the thing and it's built to last, it will transition from a stylish shoe to a, a grandpa like father shoe. And I'll yeah. still be able yeah. to wear it and be in yeah. style with one pair yeah. of sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of sneaker, I seen um, mm-hmm. Converse All Star is also coming back so, too. Yeah, I've seen like some of the yeah. kids are start wearing uh, that. Yeah. There's a uh, basketball shoes. It's called Converse All Star Pro BB. It's a shoe that mm-hmm. the uh, the original NBA like the Vin, the old yeah, school NBA in the day. guys used to wear, but they redesigned it in the way that look vintage but futuristic. Yeah, that's the one that I want. Like, yeah, and those shoes are really, yeah. really hard to find. I can't mm-hmm. find it anywhere. Mm. And yeah, that's. I'm not a sneakerhead as crazy, but when I see a sneakers, I play basketball. When I see the sneakers from, they reissue from all NBA basketball players. I get hype. <laughs> yeah, dude, and and that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, if you think about it, the '90s 
we're the era of sneakers, boy. You had Jordans, you had Shaqs, you had every, you had the pump coming out of Reebok. You have T Mac, Kobe Bryant, you have Adam Iverson. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You had yeah. like all the greats back then, and like yep. sneakers were the. Th- I remember, dude. I remember being in gym the first day when a kid had the first Reebok pumps, and they weren't the pumps where they had the mm. pump on the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually on the side with like a bicycle Schrade valve for the release. They were total like prototype turned into mass mm. production thing. You know. And I was like, holy wow. crap, this mm-hmm. kid just came off of a spaceship, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah. I'll never forget the feeling of seeing those those shoes the first time, you know? Yeah. Right. And it totally, right. like, when people are like, oh, yeah, sneakers are crazy and they've been crazy for the last 10 years. I'm like, I get it. I get it. People are chasing that same feeling, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are making me like wanted to get a sneaker right now. <laughs> Dude, my boy just like got some of these uh, Adidas. I can't remember the or or for the Europeans out there, Adidas. Uh Adidas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh they are easily like the dopest shoes that i would love to rock and i kept on searching oh did they make a wide version did they make it no (laughs) 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 only adidas i uh actually uh collect or not collect but consistently wear is the classic one you know that uh, the one with the um the rubber you know the toe cap i don't know how to explain visually yeah yeah, Roboto cap and uh, yeah, yeah, the one that I think the uh, one of the rapper group, you know, start promoted I, was like, that ASAP mom that did that. Really popular. It may have been ASAP. Uh, Hi. It was like yeah. a group of three people. But do I know rappers, the ones you're yeah. talking about? Because when when those were first yeah. hype, I was at a hockey camp in. Uh, Canada hanging out with a bunch of the international like people who came from like England and stuff and like they were serious soccer players Mm -hmm. I used to play soccer and those shoes were like the hype for you you take off your cleats and you put those on and it's like every soccer player (laughs) was like you got to get the ones with the toe caps bro like and they're still the, right, right, right. one of the dopest shoes yeah. ever, for sure. Yeah. They still sell it exact same design. You know, and I, that that's one thing that I always get whenever Why my mess shoe with perfection, wears out. Dude? Yeah. Like you got when you guys <laughs> right, are talking right. about ideas, I was looking at my show uh shoe shoe rack right now. I'm like yeah, I have a lot of Adidas shoes, but all my Adidas shoes is, uh, mm-hmm. of course, basketball shoes. I have two. I have uh, one running shoes, is uh, which is Ultra Boost. Those are really a hype, like a high beast, like yeah. sneaker height, sneaker sneakerhead mm-hmm. shoes. And then two of them are MND's Runen. You know those shoes. I know uh, there's a there's a time where MND is so hype, like everybody gets the MND, but. 
I don't I don't usually get the M and D that people get. I usually get the M and D that is uh unusual where my both of my those two shoes I don't have lace. It's just mm-hmm. slipping, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's another yeah, there's two more shoes which is EQT and which and the other one is uh Tumblr. Yeah, I've I have a lot of it ideas. <laughs> <laughs> See and those mm-hmm. those shoes I tend to wear them not not too often. If I go somewhere else, if I go like a like a how do you say like a show or something, I would wear them. But if I go to uh, just having like dinners or something, I would just pick whatever feels nice, and they feel nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny mm-hmm. though, because like this whole concept of vintage and keeping things for like a long time and them aging with you. I even apply to like my shoes, so I don't tend mm. these uh, these New Balance are the first like legit quote unquote uh, sneakers that I've I've ever really purchased since I was much younger. Most of my collection I put into mm-hmm. dress shoes, so th- the number you have of uh, like sneakers yeah. I have of dress shoes <laughs> <laughs> and like boots and stuff mm. like that and like my brand is Aldens because they are they're American made and they literally are designed to like last a lifetime mm. uh, my Alden boots mm-hmm. I've taken everywhere in the world with me like I've climbed the pyramids wearing them um, yeah like I went up to the Acropolis wow. wearing them because you can beat them Send them in, get a new sole stitched on, get the leather refurbished, and they send it back to you. Like, and the the boot is literally will last you your lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And then for my casual shoes, you know yeah. what I wear? I wear moccasins, as in like American oh. <laughs> Indian leather moccasins. You know, mm. because why? They're simple. Mm. They're leather. They age, and they will show a little bit of patina, and they're comfortable. They're super comfortable. Yeah. As long as they're yeah. comfortable, everything's yeah. good. Yeah, you know. And but comfortable in yeah. style. <laughs> speaking yeah, exactly. of speaking of the, the shoes went up to Egypt, like like it hit me once when I was in China, um, you know, wearing, you know, my uh, Adidas mm-hmm. and just going around different trips. And then I just realized some of the shoes can't do yeah, right? than I do. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, you know, if you think about it, right. you know, <laughs> it's like, that kind of hit me. I, I don't know what it's, what the feeling is. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm kind of sad to feel that some of the objects, yeah. like, that are not living thing, been to more places than I did. <laughs> it's like, they don't even get to right, experience because right. they're dead. They're not living things. Yeah, but still, like, like you know, they're they're in Egypt. I've never been to Egypt, but your shoes did. You know? Yeah, I've never been to Egypt. Not even not even out of country. Yeah. And your yeah. shoes. No, yeah. true story though. Like a lot, yeah. a, I own a lot of stuff that comes out of China, and I've never been. I've never been to Asia, not mm-hmm. once in my lifetime. You know. And it's yeah. it's so funny, but it's so true, man. <laughs> That's like the world we live in nowadays. <laughs> yeah. like, like you know, like those yeah. uh, these Nike shirts, like Adidas shirts. A lot of them are made from uh, in China or Indonesia. Yeah, I've never been to both yeah. places. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm not jealous of them like just being in a factory still, and then packing yeah. and come, you know, coming. They still into take state. flights, right? But like, what I'm more jealous? Yeah, I mean, what I what I'm jealous is more like, you know, the product actually yeah, yeah, trouble yeah. with yeah. the owner, you know, like. Like, cause they get to be in a yep. nice restaurant, or you know, like you know, like <laughs> top of Himalaya, and you know, I'm, <laughs> I've never been there, you know. <laughs> I will say though, I did just buy like this. Uh, it's like a, a kind of like a vest where it's it's two tone kind of style. Mm-hmm. The inside is lined with fleece, which is perfect yeah. for like camping and stuff like that at night, right? And then I just saw on the label, yeah. it said made in Egypt. And I was like, welcome home, buddy. <laughs> 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 right? Found the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, I didn't even share that with my dad because I yeah. thought, I mean, he would run with it for sure. He's like, oh, Egypt, uh, you know. But it, it was just that one yeah. moment where it's like, Definitely. Oh, something, something came from back home. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel you, man. Like, but that's that's yeah. the beauty of of those relationships with those objects that you want to keep with you for forever, right? Like, right. I one of the movies that I right. always loved was the Thomas Crown Affair, and the idea of this guy mm-hmm. being able to travel from place to place. And he has objects, you know, that he can rely on in each place. Or he can pick up and move his favorite objects from, like, one place to the next with Mm. him without a problem. And, I mean, I'm never going to be that baller, (laughs) like, ever. But it's still something that, that flirts with the romantic side in all of us, you know, who love objects. Like, oh, I can touch down in this airstrip and I can get into my lifted AC Cobra off-road machine and drive to my villa like that's super dope <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah I'll right, n- right. never forget that sequence yeah. actually that's why I know it's an eight modified AC Cobra <laughs> into an off-road vehicle it's one of the coolest cars I've ever seen in a movie <laughs> And here we go again, off-road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it seems to keep on coming back to that, man. <laughs> never, never end. <laughs> man, let me see if I can find this uh, yeah, a, cool. a quick picture of this thing. You know? oh, oh, sorry. No, it wasn't an AC Cobra. Oh, I was so wrong. It was, uh, whatchamacallit, it was um, uh, like Eleanor kind of uh, cor- Mustang. There it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, man. Okay. I was so confident it was an AC Cobra. I look like an idiot now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, um, you know, I want to sort of like you yeah. know, wrap all this together with like um, going back to the excess, 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 <laughs> oh my God, existentialism. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that you mentioned earlier, because I think the uh, the vintage uh, product has a lot to do mm-hmm. with that idea. I think um, first philosopher that was mentioned uh, mentioning the existentialism is um, Jean Paul uh, Sartre. Jean Paul, 
right? Jean-Paul. Yeah, was it's Sartre. French, so Sartre, you always right? have to yeah, give it the yeah. Sartre. Yeah. You know, like that little bit extra. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, you know, like, to like sort of like sum up what we all just talked about today, basically the uh, vintage products uh, are just beyond just the purpose that yep. that were given in exactly. the beginning. You know, like we personally, the users personally start putting meaning into mm-hmm. uh, these items and sort of helping us to remember and reminisce and have the nostalgic feel to, you know, you know, just like totally. relieving the era, right, basically. Right. You know, yeah, just just and, having that good memories and stuff like. And that. And again, so this I, is yeah, what product design? It's meant to be like pure product design, pure mm. physical product right. that can make you feel sometimes strong, sometimes confident, sometimes like Nostalgic. emotional, sometimes spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say. Right. Yeah, I think that's... Beautifully said by both yeah, of you. Ahead. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Oh, you got to you gotta add something. You're <laughs> sure you you the you're, metaphor. Uh, <laughs> Medif- yeah, metaphor patient. You're poetic. <laughs> Man, I, really, part of me just wants to say, just make it sexy. You know, like I I know it's simplistic, but Mm. think about the things. Sexy is a great descriptive word for design because it's not just about sex. Something that's sexy is something that's evocative, something that makes you feel something. Mm. That's why I like it as a short term or, or, or a short form, really, of expression, because a lighter can be sexy. A car can be sexy. A, a coffee machine can be sexy. It doesn't have to be something that was meant to be sex and sensual and blah, 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 blah. Mm. No. Make it something that somebody right. connects with and feels something for and mm. wants to form a relationship with that object, not just use it and throw it in the bin yeah. in a week, you know? That's that's how you really do good product design at its purest form. Right. That's right. That's a nice. <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's that's all that's I have a to nice say. Way to that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed. Um, you know, just kind of reminiscing back in the day. There are more actually stuff that we oh, didn't. Yeah get to share that yeah. we might remember later you know like oh, vintage yeah. books vintage i don't know um what you might call vintage mm-hmm. appliances you know i remember um using a metal oh, yeah. fan i don't know if you guys remember before the uh, you know plastic fan yeah yeah all that good Corded stuff phones, uh, heaters man. you know um Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The ones that rotates, right? Oh jeez! Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, there's there's a lot yeah. of things that we didn't cover, but yeah, those. But there's also a lot of things yeah. that we cover that it's yeah. very good conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please leave it. Leave us in a comment. 
anything that you remember back in the day that we might yeah, all what's your enjoy favorite together. vintage right. object yeah. please tell us cars mm -hmm. toys products definitely or shirts even, yeah. shoes I was just about to say, Sunglasses. do you have a pair of jeans that have been around yeah. for the last, like, 20 years that you'll never give up? Like, tell us that story. That'd be super, super cool. Yeah, that would, that would be super yeah. fun. Yeah. So cool. thank you. Thank you again for, for taking the time to listen to us. We always appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to keep cranking out the good stuff. So stay tuned, guys. All right? Cool. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Great. Yep. Oh,